Quarantine edition number three. Uh, I am Shane. I've seen Game of Thrones. I am remotely attached to my two best podcast friends. Uh, one of them is Rodney. Hey, Pod Squad. Glad we are back in the Skype saddle. studio. Okay, the saddle. Skype saddle. Yeah. Uh, recording some more Game of Thrones for you. Unfortunately, we had a miscommunication last week. Sorry, there was not an episode. That was my fault. I will, I will say that was my fault. I thought I made it clear that I was available at certain times, but I did not because I talked to myself in my head. And then we are talking to Mateo. Right. Well, <laughs> <Don't> you... <laughs> That's not funny. Hey, everybody. It's Matt. Um, I don't sound terrible. Uh, Shane sounded terrible for the last 40 minutes, and it <laughs> took some time to figure it out. But we're all good now, and I hope everybody's staying safe. Oh, I need to share my screen, don't I? Sure. Yes. How do I... Shit. How do I get... Oh, right there. Good? I don't see shit either. Uh, nothing has come up yet. All right, well, I'll figure it out. Oh, something changed. There it is. This is a gray screen. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I apologize. I was hoping to have uh, sound clips and nice audio to play, but uh, technology eludes me, apparently. Uh, so we'll put that off until I can figure it out. Um how you guys been? Matt? Um doing okay. Um still have a job, so that's that's a that's a nice bonus to what's going on out there. Um my wife also still has a job. Um she has to leave for her jobs uh still and I'm working from home, so my days consist of taking care of three children and working. So I would just like to say to all of the single parents out there and the stay-at-home parents, you are fucking superheroes mm-hmm. um, because I am absolutely exhausted every single day by 6 o'clock. And um, I keep reading about people being like, oh, here's what to do when you're super bored uh, during quarantine. I have not had the opportunity to be bored yet. I would welcome some boredom. Um, but, uh, I guess this is just my life for the next little while. I agree, man. Being a stay at home parent is hard cause you don't get a break unless like with us, the, she's eight months old and she'll take a nap, you know, and that's your only time. But when you have that break, it's like, I gotta be super quiet. I can't do anything cause I don't need this child waking up right now. Yeah. I need, I need him to sleep. And then. Um, Matt, don't don't look at the my screen right now. <laughs> so don't look at my screen. <laughs> I don't want to spoil um, 
No, so, okay, so I have a 11-year-old and a 10-year-old and a 1-year-old. So 11 and 10, they are super easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I need to make sure that they're fed and that they're going to school, quote-unquote. Um, That's tough, too, right? Oh, yeah. So oh, we man. actually we broke down and bought them Chromebooks this weekend because doing the school stuff on their phones was was miserable. Yeah. Mm. Um, so we got them each a Chromebook and um, we went to Costco, which is a whole other story. Uh, and uh, yeah, so making sure that they're going to school, they're getting everything that they're set up. So today I was dad, <coughs> an employee, and I was an IT guy. Um because I had to make sure that their Zoom meetings were <laughs> were working. Um, and then Nicholas, the one-year-old, he is a full-time job. But then he takes one solid nap every day. So in that time, I get to really focus on my job <laughs> at my desk. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's a lot of stuff. And I've, I've... I don't think I've ever cooked this much in my life, um, which is good, but it's part of the exhaustion. So, yeah. Yeah. It's the way our life is right now. <laughs> this is crazy. Jane, how are you? Uh, I'm good. Yeah, I'm uh, currently uh, on a week at work. I actually go to work um, and then off a week. So now I'm off for the week. Um, yeah, just trying to help the wife as much as, uh, I can, you know what I mean? She's, like I said, at home with them 24 seven all day, every day. So when I'm home, I you know, try and do, uh, what she does cause she works from home. Uh, so she can focus on that, uh, and just stuff around the house. Um, yeah, but no, otherwise, you know, doing fine. Nobody's sick. Um, going to the store when we have to, but you know, it's just one of us go and, sanitize everything before it comes in you guys wearing the masks i am yes i am i i haven't worn a mask yet so yeah i uh i wore a mask i started wearing a mask a week ago for my store trips and then uh we um when selena and i went to costco together um we took the kids to my to my parents' house because my parents hadn't seen the kids in like a month. Um, so they they hung out with them. We went to Costco. We went on on a nice one on one date to Costco um, with nice. with masks on. <laughs> um, Are they still doing food? No, uh, only no. certain things. They'll get. I think it's hot dogs and oh, that's it. oh right. Okay. Yeah. So they're doing hot dogs and pizza, but there's no samples. Uh, That's what I thought of when you said, are, are they still doing food? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I've, I've been doing the, the whole mask thing when, when I go to a store and everything for like a week now. And I, um, I still, the, the first time I did it was because I went to Albertson's and I was like one of the only people not wearing a mask, and I felt like a total asshole. <laughs> so I got a mask the next day, and uh, yeah, I've been doing it ever since. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, uh, enough of this current state of the world talk. Uh, what are you guys watching? 
Um, I thanks to you, Shane. I rewatched Parks and Rec over the last two weeks. The whole thing. Um, yeah, I, I finished it two days ago. Wow. Um, I'm still in season. I think the end of five. Um, I it has reaffirmed my thought that it's a really good show that is fantastic in the middle, that the beginning is kind of blah, and the end is the very end is good, but the but the end like the the last season isn't great, but the actual series finale is is excellent. Um, but uh, that's a very good show. I have started a rewatch of Deadwood because it's been like 10 years since I watched it. Um, Is that good? It's great. I love Westerns too. Shane, have you seen it? No. uh, My dad's a big fan. I've never watched it. Um, It is real close to being my second favorite HBO show ever. Is the, the movie out? Wasn't there a movie or... I yeah, think they there, did, yeah. Amy yeah, there was a movie pretty recently. Um, I haven't seen that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that and and Sopranos are vi- like neck and neck for my second favorite HBO show. Um, and uh, what else have I watched? Um, I think that's it. Uh, I mean, I guess I burned through the entire series of of parks and rec over two weeks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which took up all my all my watching time right Rodney? uh thanks to matt i started to watch the love is blind on netflix i was like natalia watch this and sure shit she starts looking and she just sucked in and like it is a disaster of a show but you can't take your eyes off it yeah i'm like this guy's proposing it's been two hours. <laughs> it, well, it's been like five days or whatever, but there's a couple where they talk to these ladies. And it's, I don't know. Maybe I feel like it's only been like 15 minutes and they come out of their rooms and they're like, I'm going to marry her. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You don't know this person. You're in love with the idea of a person. But it's it's quite interesting. They know um, they're on TV. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's why they're yeah. all for this. But, yeah, it's it's it was quite interesting. The whole, oh, you know, people, you fall in love with the person, not them. I'm like, come on now. There has to be an attraction, too. Yeah. So you can't just be like, oh, yeah, I fell in love with his personality. I, I get, like, that could add to a person's attractiveness. But let's face it. If some ugly fucking dude proposed... <laughs> And she said yes, and then they see each other. She's like, I'm out this bitch. But so I watched that, and then I saw I'm catching up on Modern Family. I'm almost finished with that because they had their series finale like uh, two weeks ago, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very funny. I've never seen an episode of that show. Very funny. Really good. I've seen an episode here and there, like syndication, but nothing substantial it's, it's very funny i like it um it's not one of my favorites but i could definitely watch it you know oh cool we got tp uh, coming up <laughs> hey shane your uh payment is posted just you know nice. congratulations Good. power stays your, on for one more month you're 25 dollars <laughs> 
But so yeah, that's I am watching Twin Peaks. The uh-huh. new one, right? No, the old no, one. Uh, guy at work swears it's the best thing. Um, it's cool because uh, he's one of the, the one person, the one cook that I'm stuck with at work. So it's two of us, um, two on a week and then the other two on the other week. Um, so we spend basically the whole time talking about it. Um, I love it. It's super weird, especially when you start out, uh, you know, just the the acting is hit or miss. Um, the storyline, uh, is weird. Um, but once you get into story, it's super intriguing and, you know, me and the wife have been watching it and you know talking about it and guessing what's going to happen um yeah i i love it and like i said especially the guy at work is just kind of egging me on and because he he's seen it a few times and you know he's all these theories and you know the creators i guess are you know super intricate in their storylines and and yeah it's really good was i right was i right in saying that crystal was going to fall in love with it uh she actually didn't like it more than I did, and I was afraid that she wasn't gonna keep going. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if I convinced her or, or if she's just kind of spite watching it because you said that. <laughs> um, but she's hooked on it now. Um, I mean, I think I'm a, a little more of a fan than she is. Um, but yeah, I mean, just it just hooks you in, and uh, yeah, it's it's. I can't wait to get. I guess there's a movie. Um, that we're going to watch after season, because I'm halfway through season two. Um, and then there's a movie that I guess is super hardcore, and then the new season uh, that they just did a few years ago that uh, he says is the greatest thing he's ever seen, so I can't wait to, to finish it all. So, yeah. Twin Peaks, is it like um, different stories throughout the series, and like supernatural things happen? Not necessarily supernatural, but like... No. It's it's one solid story. Yeah, one solid story. Okay, what's the well, ju- what's the main premise? I guess. So first season there, so Twin Peaks, right? It's up in uh, the mountains. Was it Oregon, Matt? No, it's yeah. by Marana. <laughs> Where? What? There's Twin Peaks in like Marana. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it takes place in Arizona. Um, <laughs> there's uh, a murder. Of a young uh, young woman, and um, you know the town is rattled. Uh, she's uh, someone that's uh, really liked in the town. She does uh, community service. She was like the prom queen, um, and you know, come to find out, a lot of people had feelings for her. And then this FBI agent is brought in to help um, solve the case, and you know. The longer he's there, the more he realizes that there's a lot of weird stuff going on. There is some supernatural stuff that kind of goes on um, in the woods um, and surrounding areas. And it's basically just like a an hour soap opera. You know, a, a lot of the people, they're either married or with someone, but they cheat on them with someone else. And like the whole town knows Um and it's just, yeah, you, you find out about all the different people in the town and uh, their dark secrets, essentially. And it's just the, the show is about that. Um, you know, a lot of it's quirky. 
Um, there's a lot of light moments, um, but there's some super dark, you know, shake your head, uh, borderline scary moments in it too. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I'd say give it a shot. It's going to take, you know, four or five episodes to get the feel of it and to, you know, figure it out. But uh, it's definitely worth it to me. What, okay. what did you think, Matt? Um, I appreciate how unique it is. I think it's crazy that it was on TV in, in, in like the early 90s when everything yeah. was like super basic. And yeah. this is like a one-of-a-kind show um yeah i watched it uh like nine years ago and i i watched the whole thing and i was like i think i might have just wasted my time <laughs> did you see the movie no i have no. not. it's called like Firewalk with me right yeah yeah I, I have not seen it okay and I did not watch the uh, newest season. Because I feel like I should rewatch the show before doing that because it's been so long. So, but Rodney, so you're right. Or what? What you said about like weird, weird things happening. So there is different weird stuff that happens. So it's not like, but but it is one interlinked story. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Have any of you seen Doctor? Well, let's move on. <laughs> We're going to keep talking what? about this. What? Doctor Who? No, I've uh, never seen Doctor Who. Okay. No. I love it. Especially when Stephen Moffat was the uh, showrunner. Yeah. Because like, there's different stories throughout the whole every episode, but there's one main story going on throughout the whole season. It's brilliant how he writes. Um, but yeah. So let's move on. We definitely need a recap because it's been like two weeks. Book of the Stranger. So let's get into the recap. All right. Uh, what what happened, Matt? Tell me. Um, at the wall, John released from the Night's Watch by. <laughs> <laughs> um, John leaves Castle Black. Um, or he's he's giving up the um, Lord Commander ship. Um, yep. And then um, that's when uh, Sansa, Brienne, and Podrick show up. And um, Sansa and uh, Sansa wants John to come with her to take Winterfell. And uh, he knows that they're probably in a, in a losing fight with that. Um and then uh, Ramsey in in Winterfell, Ramsey kills uh, Asha. Yeah. And then sends a really nasty letter to John, just being like, you know, if you want to show up, you can come watch me murder Rick on or whatever and stuff. Yeah. Okay. What's uh, Littlefinger? Right, he's back. Um. At the veil, yeah, whatever. Okay, <laughs> he's uh, uh, he, he's he's not doing anything like interesting, right? Well, he he gets um, Robin to uh, commit to helping Sansa. Remember? Oh, okay, all right. 
Um, Marine, what's uh, Tyrion up to? Um, he is trying to make a deal with the uh, the masters, the and, supporters uh, of the Sons of the Harpy, right? Yeah. Um, uh, seven years to get rid of slavery if you make peace now, right? Yeah, he's trying to play peacemaker while Daenerys is away because they have no clue if Daenerys is even going to return. Right. Um, King's Landing. Uh, Marjorie gets to see Loras. Yeah, and he's completely broken. Yep. Um, then Marjorie says... Uh, she tries to convince him to stay strong, but she sees he's too broken, so she kind of agrees to. Saddened. Yeah. Saddened. Uh, Cersei, what's up with her? Um, she. Uh, She's stuck uh, in her room, right? She can't leave. Oh, that's right. Um, she finally talks to uh, Tommen. Um, or the Red Keep, sorry, not a room, but a Red Keep. Um, she finally talks to 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 Tommen, and um, um, Tommen's really worried about Marjorie, and uh, but Cersei's like still kind of, or isn't she like disappointed in Tommen or something? Um, not since he like apologized, I think. Oh, okay. He was initially, yeah. All right. But uh, remember, Marjorie's got to do her walk. Um, Olena is not having it. So uh, Kevin uh, is sworn to not attack the Sparrow's army. But if the Olena's army attacks, he doesn't have to stop them. Remember, it's some kind of loophole. Mm, okay. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Theon, he's back home. Yeah, Theon's back, and um, Yara um, gets in his face and tells him how much he's uh, he, he's a disappointment. Y- Yara disappointment, and uh, <laughs> Yara little bitch, and yep. yeah. Uh, Yara little light in between your legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, and Theon just wants to be home. And yep. and he he says that he'll support Yara's claim to the throne. Um, yeah. Uh, Faced Othrock, what happened there? Oh, um, Daenerys burned that motherfucker to the ground, right? And then emerged from the fire, and uh, now she has the entire Dothraki army on on her side. Yes. All right, so let's start off. 6.05, The Door. Uh, I said about an hour ago, this is a pretty big episode, so I hope you're wearing your big boy pants. Matt. <laughs> um, shit, where did my thing go? I don't know about you guys, but I, I never take off my big boy pants. So Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I don't have a pair yet. <laughs> uh... <laughs> uh... Ah. All right, here we go. All right, 605 the door. Uh, we start off Castle Black. Uh, Sansa is busy uh, sewing something, and she receives a scroll. 
Rashid? She, <laughs> she Rashided a scroll um, uh, with a mockingbird seal on it. Who's that? Um, well, if she Rashided it, um, <laughs> Rashid Wallace, maybe? I'm not... Yeah. So, uh, Mockingbird Seal, um, it directs her to go to Molestown. Remember, that's the small town uh, nearby Castle Black that had the whorehouse and stuff in it. Uh, there, she meets Littlefinger. Uh, he's happy to see her, uh, that she came alone, until Brienne follows her into the room. Uh, Sansa is very mad. Uh, Littlefinger says, when I heard you had escaped Winterfell, I feared the worst. You have no idea how happy I am to see you unharmed. And Sansa says, unharmed? What are you doing here? Uh, Littlefinger says, I rode uh, north with the Knights of the Vale to come to your aid. Uh, their encampment at Mo Kalen, uh, as we speak. So basically, they're a, a town or two over. Uh, Sansa asks, to come to my aid, uh, did you know about Ramsay? If you didn't know, you're an idiot. If you did know, you're my enemy. Would you like to hear about our wedding night? He never hurt my face. He needed my face. The face of Ned Stark's daughter, but the rest of me, he did what he liked with the rest of me, as long as I could still give him an heir. What do you think he did? And little fingers uh, rattled to see how upset she is. Uh, he says, I can't begin to contemplate. And Sansa presses, what do you think he did to me? Uh, Brianna, uh, and he stays silent. So Brienne uh, tells him, you know, please, the lady Sansa is talking to you. Uh, little finger says he beat you. And Sansa says, yes, he enjoyed that. What else do you think he did? And then he kind of stammers a little bit. Uh, she gets upset, says, what else? And then uh, he asks, did he cut you? And then Sansa says, maybe you did know all about Ramsay all along. And Littlefinger says, no, I didn't know. Uh, Sansa says, I thought you knew everyone's secrets. Uh, Littlefinger admits he made a mistake, a horrible mistake. Uh, he underestimated a stranger. Uh, Sansa says, the other things he did, ladies aren't supposed to talk about those things, but I imagine brothel keepers talk about them all the time. I can still feel it. I don't mean in my tender heart, it still pains me so. I can still feel what he did in my body standing here right now. Uh, Littlefinger says, I'm so sorry. Uh, Sansa is still upset, says, you said you would protect me. Littlefinger, and I will. You must believe me when I tell you that I will. Sansa says, I don't believe you anymore. I don't need you anymore. You can't protect me. You won't even be able to protect yourself if I tell Brienne to cut you down. And why shouldn't I? Uh, Littlefinger asks, do you want me to beg for my life? If that's what you want, I will. Whatever you ask that is in my power, I will do. Sansa asks, what if I want you to die right here and now? Littlefinger says, then I will die. Uh, Sansa goes on, you freed me from the monsters who murdered my family and you gave me to other monsters who murdered my family. Go back to Moat Kalen. My brother and I will take the, will take back the North on our own. I never want to see you again. Uh, Littlefinger says, I would do anything to undo what's been done to you. I know that I can't. Will you allow me to say one more thing before I go? Your great uncle Brendan the Blackfish has gathered what remains of the Tully forces and retaken Riverrun. You might consider seeking him out. Uh, the time may come when you need an army, uh, and sorry, you, the time may come when you need an army loyal to you. Uh, Sansa says, "I have an army." Littlefinger uh, tells her that it's her brother's army, half brother, and then he walks out. 
and we go to Bravos. Oh, so the Mockingbird is Littlefinger. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, After all that, that's all I got from it. Uh, well, you got to understand now, Sansa's playing the game, too. She understands she could have had Brienne kill him right there, but she knows she's going to need him later. So she's being very smart about not getting rid of him. Right. So in Bravos, there's Arya sparring with Waif, as you can see. Waif eventually gets the better of her and knocks her down. While Arya is on the ground, Waif stands over her and tells her she isn't ready. Tells her she yeah. should go home before Waif, it's too late. Waif is Waif, right? Waif is not Jacken. <coughs> we don't know. But well, yeah, because Waif is Waif. One, that one time, Waif was Jacken, or Jacken was Waif. Right. But yeah, so every... Waif is Waif. <laughs> yeah. This one's Waif for sure. I think we have to assume, yeah, she's Waif until uh, they Jacken let us know she's not. Okay, right. so Waif is Waif and Arya is is no one. Right. Okay. Um, so she tells her, you know, you should go home before it's too late. Waif does. She tells Arya that. Arya gets upset, does a sweet ninja jump to her feet, and is ready to fight again. Waif drops her stick and fights Arya unarmed. She, uh, she moves like Neo from the Matrix. Waif dodges all of Arya's attacks and eventually unarms her. She then proceeds to punch Arya until she knocks her down. Waif stands over her and tells her, she will never be one of us, Lady Stark. And then Jacken is actually in the room watching. And Arya stands up. Waif walks away. Jacken tells Arya, she has a point. And then he walks off. Um, they're walking through the, halls, uh, the Hall of Faces and Arya follows. So Jacken, none of the first, I'm sorry, none of the first faceless men were born to lords and ladies. They began as slaves and in the minds of Valeria. Arya, who was the first? Jacken. He was no one. The many-faced god taught him how to shed his face and how to give the gift. The man taught others in exchange for their service. Many served. Many more gifts were given. Soon all the masters and overseers were gone, and the ma faceless men fled. Arya asked, where did they go? Jacken says, here. They found the free city of Bravos and built their house. These were the faces they wore in life when they were not wearing others. The first faceless men, and now a girl is one of them, if a girl desires. Arya replies, a girl has no desires. At that time, Jacken holds up a vial. She, go, she asks who, and Jacken says nothing, and then Arya grabs the vial. Jacken uh, proceeds to talk. An actor who calls herself Lady Crane. She performs in the theater at she, uh, Shilba Square. A girl has been given a second chance. There will not be a third. One way or another, a face will be added to the hall. So then we go to the Shilba Square. There's a crowd gathered in front of the stage. Actors play out a comical reenactment of the death of King Robert Baratheon. Mm -hmm. Arya is laughing along with the crowd, um, blending in until Ned comes up. Ned arrives. He is played by some dim-witted, power-hungry fool. Um, Arya is angry. Until they get to the part where Ned is beheaded, at which point she is just destroyed again. She basically relived the whole thing. She begins to get angry again when Sansa is dragged off by Tyrion, dress ripped, uh, ripped off, and her breasts were laid bare to uh, rehearse their wedding night. Um, 
So the play ends, then we go backstage. So in backstage, we're in the dressing room. Arya sneaks back to spy on the actors. Some are discussed. <laughs> Some Did are you like that. Did you show it really? Yeah. yeah right. okay. There you go. Some are discussing their <laughs> their performances. Joffrey, the actor playing Joffrey, has his cock out and uh, notices he has two warts on it. Sansa is undressed, complaining about her lack of lines. Then Tyrion walks um, walks up and hits on her, or the guy playing Tyrion. Tyrion, the actor for Tyrion, then walks up to Cersei. She pours drinks uh, for them. Lady Crane was playing Cersei. Arya finds out she prefers <clears throat> rum. So then we go back to the house of black and white. Arya is discussing her plans to kill Lady Crane with Jackin, who is washing a body. Um, Arya, a girl will poison the rum. Lady Crane is the only one who drinks it. If a girl could use one of the faces, uh, can a girl use one of the faces from the hall? Jackin says, a girl is not ready. Arya, she's a good actress. Jackin says, a man, so a man uh, has heard. Arya, seems like a decent woman. Jackin, does death only come for the wicked and leave the decent behind? Arya, no. Who wants her dead? Jackin, that does not matter. The price was paid. <coughs> Arya, the younger actress, she's jealous because Lady Crane is better. Jackin, a girl must decide if she wants to serve the, the mini-faced god. Arya, a girl has decided. Jackin, a servant does not ask questions. And then we go beyond the wall. The the way you threw in she's a good actress in the middle, I thought you were saying that about, about Arya. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so beyond the wall, um, Bran and the Three-Eyed Raven are walking towards a clearing. Uh, at the center is a large heart tree. Um, and on the ground, spiraling, spiraling out from the tree are large stones. Um, running amongst, amongst the stones are a handful of the children of the forest. Um, oh, the children huddle together, uh, and they seem to be discussing something. Oh. Uh, the child of the forest that lives with the three-eyed raven, uh, I believe her name is Leaf, uh, she gets up from the huddle. Okay, so there they are. She gets up from the huddle. Um, and she has a piece, basically a, a dragon glass dagger. Um, she walks towards the tree where there's a man tied up. Uh, she takes the dragon glass dagger and stabs the man in the chest, right into his heart. Uh, the man screams as it enters his body. Um, we see the man's eyes turn from a normal human blue to a scary icy blue. Uh, Bran comes out of his vision. Uh, he's visibly shaking. He's breathing hard. Um, uh, Leaf, uh, the one from the vision, however many years ago, uh, is uh, sitting there watching him. Uh, Bran says, it was you. You made the White Walkers. Uh, Leaf says, we were at war. We were being slaughtered. Our sacred trees cut down. We needed to defend ourselves. Uh, Bran says, from whom? And then, uh, what do you think Leaf says? The Night King? No, she says, from you, from men. Oh. So, essentially, uh, this person that she killed, uh, who, who is that? 
does he become the Night King? Yeah. Oh, all right. So that's what he's saying. You made the White Walker, so you made this uh, Night King, which you know made the rest of them. So it's all her fault. Mm. And we go to the Iron Islands. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> so at the Iron Islands, there's a priest talking. We speak in the presence of the drowned god. In his name, we gather today to choose a new king as our leader. Who makes a claim? Yara, I am Yara Greyjoy, daughter of Balon Greyjoy, king of the Iron Islands. I claim the salt throne. Some guy in the background, uh, in the crowd, we've never had a queen, not once. And Yara says, there are many things we've never done. We've never made a mark upon the world. The great lords of Westeros pay us no mind until little raids buzz through their kingdoms long enough to become a nuisance. Then they swat us down. They conquer us, humiliate us, and go right back to forgetting we exist. And the crowd, I, Yara, we are salt people. Crowd, I, Yara, our god is a sea god. The crowd, I, Yara, when I am queen, we will build a fleet that, and then some guy shouts out, you shall not be queen. Yara says, I am not finished. The same guy, yes, you are. A woman will not lead us. Not when Balon's own male heir has returned. And everyone starts staring at Theon. Theon then goes, I am Theon Greyjoy, last living son of Balon Greyjoy, and she is your rightful ruler. And the crowd, I, Theon, <laughs> those of you that have sailed under her, and, and there are many of you here, you know what she is. The crowd, I, Theon, <laughs> she is a reaver. The crowd, I, she is a warrior. I, she is ironborn. I, Ah, we will find no better leader. This is our queen. Men start cheering and chanting, Yara, Yara, Yara. And then Euron speaks up. I am Euron Greyjoy. <laughs> I claim the salt throne. And the men start snickering and murmuring. Uh, and then Euron says, niece, nephew, little Theon, heard you manage to fuck things right into the ground. And the men start laughing. Um, Euron Captured a castle you couldn't keep. Got yourself taken prisoner. Even heard you lost your cock. Uh, Euron. Everyone starts laughing. Euron explains. Explain why you think a woman can be a king. Yara. When did you return, uncle? Euron. A few days ago. I was. I had some things to take care of. Long overdue. Yara. I'm glad you are here. Now I know what my first act as queen will be. To execute the man who killed my father. And men start murmuring again. Euron says, I. <laughs> I! <laughs> Euron, I did. I killed him. Threw him right over a rope bridge and watched him fall. He was leading us nowhere, and we would still be heading there if it weren't for me. No one loved him. No one wanted to follow him. He led us into two wars we couldn't win. I apologize to you all for not killing him years ago. Theon, that would have been hard to do. You weren't here. Last I heard, you were mm. gallivanting around the world, having a grand old time. You're on gallivanting. That the sort of things you start to say over once your dick gets chopped off. Everyone starts <laughs> laughing again. You're on. Did the great lords of Westeros teach you words like that? Theon, you were gone. Yara was here, being Ironborn, leading Ironborn, getting ready to bring us back to glory. Euron, and how will she do that? 
uh, Yara, I will build the largest fleet the world has ever seen. You're on. Right idea, except I'm the one who's going to build the Iron Fleet because I'm the one who knows how to use it. I've been all over the world. I've seen more of it than all of you combined. And across the sea, there is a person who hates the great lords of Westeros just as much as we do. Who do you think he's talking about? Daenerys? Yeah. Someone with large ar- with a large army, three large dragons, and no husband. I'm going to build that fleet, and I'm going to gallivant it right over and give it to Daenerys Targaryen, along with my big cock. The men start laughing. Yara, you're going to seduce the dragon queen. You're on. I'm not going to seduce her. The Iron Fleet will seduce her. And together, we're going to take the Seven Kingdoms. I wasn't born to be king. I paid the iron price, and here I stand. Everyone, men cheering, chanting, you're on, you're on, you're on. Um, so then we cut to a coronation ceremony. Euron is being baptized by holding his head underwater while the priest chants. The, uh, the priest says, may Euron, your servant, be born again from the sea you, uh, as you were. Bless him with salt. Bless him with stone. Bless him with steel. Listen to the waves. Listen to the God. He is speaking to us, and we, uh, and he says, we shall have no king but Euron Greyjoy. Let the sea wash your follies and vanities away. Let the old Euron drown. Let his lungs fill with seawater. Let the fish eat, his, eat the scales off his eyes. What is dead may never die, but rise again harder and stronger. And he's, uh, during that whole time, he's holding his head down, and uh, Euron has drowned and was dragged onto land. Uh, the crowd all around him is watching as Euron eventually coughs up the water. While Euron was getting cra- uh, crowned, uh, Yara, Theon, and some of their men were escaping in Euron's best ships. Euron asks where his niece and nephew are. He smiles uh, when he doesn't see them. He tells the crowd, let's go kill them. When they notice Yara and Theon have fled, Euron tells everyone to go back home. He wants everyone to help with building more ships. Give me 1,000 ships and I will give you the world. And then we go to Vastoth Rock. My prediction is that um, in Theon's attempt to kind of um, make amends with uh, the world, he's going to save Yara, but in the process be killed by Euron while also killing Euron. Oh, okay. That's good. All right, so we go to... Uh, Vaestoth Rock, um, Daenerys is standing up on a hill, uh, looking down at the burning ruins of the Dosh Kaleen. Uh, behind her are Jorah and Dario. Uh, Daenerys says, I banished you twice, you came back twice, uh, and you saved my life. So I can't take you back, and I can't send you away. Uh, and Daenerys steps toward Jorah when Jorah steps back, and Dario steps in between them both. Um, <clears throat> Jorah, uh, Jorah at this point shows her the extent of his grayscale. Daenerys, uh, please, you mustn't come closer. For I, I am becoming a stoneman. <laughs> uh, he says, You must send me away. Um, she asks, Is there a cure? Oh, shit. Uh, he says, I don't know. Um, Shane, um, are you okay? I lost my place. 
Uh, she asks, uh, how long does it take? And he says, I don't know that either. But I've seen what happens when it goes far enough. I'll end it before that. Um, she says, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. He says, don't be. All I've ever wanted was to serve you. Tyrion Lannister was right. I love you. I'll always love you. Goodbye, Khaleesi. Um, and, you know, she's tearing up at this point. He's got this kind of uh, uh, accepted uh, look on his face like he knows what he's got to do. Uh, she yells at him, says, do not walk away from your queen, Jorah the Andal. You have not been dismissed. You pledge yourself to me. You swore to obey my commands for the rest of your life. Uh, well, I command you to find the cure wherever it is in this world. I command you to heal yourself and then return to me. When I take the seven kingdoms, I need you by my side. Uh, and then we go to a scene where Jorah is on a horse uh, outside of the city. He's watching the Dothraki people uh, leave Vase Dothrak with Daenerys uh, at their head. I and we go. Sure. Over under 100 dipshit Game of Thrones fans that have a sleeve tattoo to make it look like they're turning <laughs> oh, into gray scale. <laughs> I've never over seen it. I've never seen it. I don't know. I'm going to say over 100. Yeah? All right. Yeah. What do you say, Matt? Ah, oh, man. There's a lot of fans out there, and there's yeah. a lot of dipshits out there. So I'm gonna, I'm <laughs> so gonna take, over. I'm gonna take the over. Yeah. All right. Uh, we we'll go to Marine. All right. So Marine, we have Varus. Uh, he tells Tyrion, Grey Worm, and Missandei that peace seems to be settling on the city, as there have been no killings since the meeting with the masters. Tyrion says they need to do more. Tyrion. It's not enough for Marine to have peace. They need to know Daenerys is responsible for it. The Sons of the Harpy have a good story. Resist the foreign invaders. Our queen has an even better story. Mother of dragons, breaker of chains, and all that. Visande, the people know who brought them freedom. And Tyrion says, yes, but do they know who brought them security? Who brought uh, about an end to the violence? We need ever, someone the people trust, someone they know cannot be bought or influenced. So then we cut to um, another part of the Great stat, uh, Pyramid, and Tyrion uh, brings in Kinvara. She's the high priestess of the Red, table, uh, Red Temple of Volantis. Uh, he says, welcome to Marine and Valerian. So she's, um, uh, what's her name's boss? What's her name? Melisandre? Yeah, she's right. the head priest of it all. Priestess oh, okay. of it all. She's like a thousand years old. Probably, Probably. yeah. Um, Tyrion says, uh, that's about the extent of my Valyrian. Thank you for traveling all this way. I know your personal. I know by personal experience how uncomfortable the journey can be. The truth is, we need your help. We had hope, We had hoped that we could somehow persuade you to, and she cuts him off, you don't need to persuade me. I came to help. Daenerys Stormborn is the one who was promised from the fire she was reborn to make the world, to remake the world. Tyrion, yes. Kinvara, she had freed the slaves from their chains and crucified the masters for their sin. sins. Ter Tyrion, she did indeed. Kinvara, her dragons are fire made flesh, a gift from the Lord of Light. 
But you heard all of this before, haven't you? On the long bridge of Volantis, the dragon will purify non-believers by the thousands, burning their sins and flesh away. Tyrion. Ideally, we'd avoid purifying too many non-believers. The mother dragon dragons have has followers of many different faiths. Kinvara. You want your queen to be worshipped and obeyed. And while she's gone, you want her advisors to be worshipped and obeyed. Tyrion. I'll settle for obey. Kinvara. I will summon my most eloquent priest. They will spread the word. Daenerys has been sent to lead the people against the darkness in the war and in the great war still to come. Tyrion. That sounds most excellent. Kinvara. A man named Stannis Baratheon was anointed... Varus. I'm sorry, Varus. A man named Stannis Baratheon was anointed by, as the chosen one by one of your priestess. He, too, had a glorious destiny. He attacked King's Landing and was soundly defeated by a man standing behind me. The man standing behind me, talking about Tyrion. Last I heard, he had been defeated again, this time in Winterfell and this time for good. Uh, Tyrion, we'd be most grateful for any support you could provide the queen. Basically, Vars doesn't believe in any of this nonsense, the Lord of Light. Um, so he's kind of mocking her. I think uh, that not having a penis gives you a certain amount of intelligence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thinking with one head instead of two. <laughs> uh, so Vars, I suppose it's hard for a fanatic to admit a mistake. Isn't that the whole point of being a fanatic? You're always right. Everything is the Lord's will. Kinvara, everything is the Lord's will, but men and women make mistakes, even honest servants of the Lord. Varus, and you, an honest servant of the Lord, why should I trust you to know any more than the priestess who's counseled Stannis? Tyrion, my friend has a healthy skepticism of religion, but uh, we are all loyal supporters of the queen. Kinvara, Everyone is what they are and where they are for a reason. Terrible things happen for a reason. Make what happened to you, like what, take what happened to you, Lord Varus, when you were a child. It's not your uh, mutilation at the hands of the second-rate sorcerer. If it wasn't for the mutilation of it at the hands of a second-rate sorcerer, you wouldn't be here helping the Lord's chosen bring his light into the world. Knowledge has made you powerful, but there's still so much you don't know. Do you remember what you heard the night when the sorcerer tossed your parts into the fire? And Varus is just shocked. Because um, how could she know this? No yeah. one knows it. You heard a voice call out in the flames. Do you remember? Should I tell you what the voice said? Should I tell you the name of the one who spoke? Kinvara walks up to Varus, puts her hand on his arm. Uh, we serve the same queen. If you are her true friend, you have nothing to fear from me. <clears throat> And then we go beyond the wall. So Bran is in the, the cave under the tree, and he's bored just sitting there staring off. Um, you know, he doesn't have the legs to take him around to look at stuff. Um, he looks around, sees the three-eyed raven is asleep, and, you know, Bran, to make sure, throws a rock at him. Uh, he doesn't move. Uh, so... Uh, happy that he can get away with something. Uh, he drags himself to the root that they were holding on to when they had their last vision about the, the heart tree and the children and killing the guy. Um, he, uh, it's not warging, it's just 
seeing, right? What is it, Rodney? Green seeing. Green seeing. Yeah. So he goes into the vision, and it's the same place, but it's snow now. So winter has came. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, he's walking in the snow, visits the same heart tree. Um, as you can see right there, the same spiral of rocks. Um, uh, Bran turns around, and surrounding the clearing are what? Um, white walkers. Yeah, well, the whites. So <laughs> All right. thousands of whites surround the clearing with the tree. Sounds um, like Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bran walks towards uh, the army of the dead, um, and they stay still. Um, as he walks through them, uh, they don't seem to notice that he's there. Um, beyond the army um, is the Night King with three of his White Walkers on horseback. Um, the Night King uh, is uh, sitting on his horse. So you know, not they can't see him at all? Well, we'll, we'll get there. So, oh. like I said, they're on their horses. They're just kind of staring out uh, in the distance. When the Night King turns his eyes on Bran, uh, Bran is scared. Um, obviously, he didn't think they could see him. Um, and then uh, he turns around to see all the whites now looking at him. Okay, so they weren't uh, paying attention before, but they are now. Um, oh. uh, as Bran turns around again, uh, the White King has gotten off his horse. Don't <laughs> the <White> King. <laughs> Did I say White King? The yes. Night King. Um, he stealthily got off his horse and crept up to Bran, um, who is super scared. So he, uh, shit his pants the second time. Um, Bran tries to run when the Night King grabs his arm. Uh, Bran screams and leaves the vision. Um, he screams to, uh, or sorry, his scream wakes everyone up, uh, who was in the, the cave. God damn, I lost my place again. Um, he says, he saw me. The Night King, he saw me. Uh, Three-Eyed Raven says, he touched you. Uh, Bran says, I don't know. He was close, but Three-Eyed Raven says, he touched you. And Bran lifts his sleeve and sees the handprint on his arm. Uh, he knows you're here. He'll come for you. Uh, Bran says, but he can't get in. Um, and then the Three-Eyed Raven says, he can now. His mark is on you. You must leave, all of you. Uh, Mira gets up. Uh, gets Hodor to start uh, loading the sled with uh, supplies and everything they're going to need to leave. Uh, Bran says, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Three-Eyed Raven says, the time has come. And Bran asks, uh, the time for what? Three-Eyed Raven says, for you to become me. Bran says, but am I ready? And the Three-Eyed Raven says, no. Um, but this <laughs> is when Bran's eyes go white and essentially he's getting like a information quick, dump yeah exactly a quick backup of everything uh into his brain uh we go to castle black uh so castle black john is discussing uh, battle plans with sansa ed brienne and davos john basically says they can't beat the whites uh the walkers in the north um in the south they can't be the boltons if they want to survive they need winterfell and to take winterfell they need more men Davos said, aside from the Starks and the Boltons, the most powerful houses in the north are the Umbers, the Karstarks, and the Manderleys. The Umbers and the Karstarks have already declared for the Boltons, so we're not doing so well there. 
Sansa says, the Umbers have Rickon to our, uh, gave Rickon to our enemies. They can hang. But the Karstarks declared for Ramsay only knowing they, had, they didn't have another choice. Davos says, well, I beg your pardon, my lady. But they know that a Stark beheaded their father. I don't think we can count on them either. Sansa says, how well do you know the North, Sir Davos? And he says, very little, my lady. Sansa, my father always said Northerners are different. More loyal, more uh, suspicious of outsiders. Davos says, they may be loyal, but may, many uh, may rise, rise up against the Boltons. I'm sorry, many did not rise up against the Boltons when they betrayed your family. I may not know the North, but I know men. There's more or less the same in any corner of the world. And even the bravest of them don't want to see their wives or children skinned for a lost cause. If John's going to convince them to fight alongside him, they need to believe in a fight they could win. John says, there are more than three houses uh, in the north. We have the Glovers, the Mormonts, the Serwin, the Mazin, and the Hornwood. Two dozen more. Together, they equal all the other houses. We can start small and big and, and build. <laughs> Sansa, the north remembers. They remember the Stark name. People will still uh, risk everything for it. From White Harbor to Ramsey's own door. Davos, I don't doubt it, but John doesn't have the Stark name. Sansa says, no, but I do. John is ever, every bit as much of Ned's son, Ned Stark's son as Ramsey is Roose Bolton's. And there are also the Tullys. They're not northern, but they will back us against the Boltons without questions. Davos, I don't know the Tullys still... Ha I didn't know the Tullys still had an army. Sansa says, my uncle, the Blackfish, has reformed it and retaken River Run. John asks, how do you know this? Sansa says, Ramsay received a raven before I escaped Winterfell. So at this point, she so lied to John. Brienne knows that Sansa's lying. Right. Mm. Okay. And then Davos says, that's good. The Blackfish is a legend. His support would mean a great deal. Stark, Tully, a, a few more houses almost starts to look like a winning side. So then we go outside, but still at Castle Black. Uh, Brienne is walking with Sansa. Brienne, I've sworn to protect you, my lady. Sansa says, you heard them. We need more men, and my uncle has an army. Brienne, we can send the Blackfish a raven. Sansa says, can't risk Ramsay intercepting it. It has to be you. Ride to River Run. My uncle will talk to you, and you'll know how to talk to him. What is, uh, what is it? Brienne, I don't like leaving you here alone. Sansa says, with John? Brianna says, not him. He seems trustworthy. A little brooding, perhaps. I suppose that's understanding, uh, considering the others, though. Davos and the Red Woman helped a man murder their own, his own brother with blood magic. And then Stannis paid for his crimes. Where, where were they? Already one, uh, already one looking for a leader. So basically, they got rid of Stannis. Oh, he's not it. So now they look for a better choice as a leader is basically what Brienne's saying. Um, Sansa says, John is a Tormund. Oh, I'm sorry. And then there, she just gives her like, then there's that one that keeps staring at me with a beard. <laughs> <laughs> and Sansa says, John isn't Tormund. John isn't Davos. The Red Woman or Stannis for that matter. John is John. He's my brother. He'll keep me safe. I trust him. 
Brianne says, then why do you why did you lie to him when he asked how you learned about River Run? The damn good question, Brianne. Yeah. Sansa is outside with John. Um, so she doesn't really answer. Uh, John, <laughs> she right. yeah. it basically cuts to her outside with John. Uh, John says, Oh, you made a new dress. Uh, she says, I, well, new dress. She said, I made it myself. Do you like it? He said, yeah, it's, I like the wolf bit. Um, Sansa says, good, because I made one for you. She made him a dress. I don't know why, but she did. No, but she made him something. And Sansa hands him a fur cloak uh, with a dire wolf stamped in the leather stra- uh, straps. Uh, I made it like the one father used to wear, uh, as near as I can remember. John says, thank you, Sansa. Sansa says, you're welcome. She walks away. Okay. Ed- I I have to ask you something. Okay. <sighs> They're not going to bang, are they? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Ed walks up to John. John puts on his fur cloak. John uh, John says, "Don't knock it down while I'm gone." Meaning the wall. Ed says, "I'll do my best. Good luck." Then John rides off with Sansa, Brienne, Davos, Missa, uh, Melisandre, Podrick, and Torment. So they go off onto their <laughs> their journey. I think in this episode. Right after they leave, leave one of the uh, once they get past the gate, there's a guy that talks to Ed and says, "What would you like us to do, Lord Commander? Shut the gate?" Yeah. And he's like, "I'm no Lord Commander." Then he looks down. He's realizing he's wearing the the black <laughs> uh, coat or whatever. He's like, "Yeah, shut the gate." <laughs> so yeah. he, he just basically was given the job. So then we go back beyond the wall. <clears throat> so beyond the wall. Um, Bran and Three-Eyed Raven, right? They're still both uh, uh, firewire-connected. Um, Mira <laughs> and Hodor are packing their stuff. Um, while talking, Mira notices um, how cold it has gotten so, so she can see her breath. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, it means the Whites have arrived. So she... Uh, uh, and the White King, right? <laughs> right. Yes. She, she runs King. out the front. By the uh, way, I the... think the White King would be Larry Bird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, she runs out front. Leaf and the other children of the forest are staring out at the army of the dead. Uh, the Night King walks up, uh, touches the ground. Uh, a rumble starts uh, from where he touched, um, which leads to the entrance under the tree. Um, there's a, an explosion uh, at the entrance, uh, which essentially means that the spell was broken <clears throat> or whatever. Um, Leaf uh, tells Mira to get Bran and to run. Uh, the army of white starts marching towards the tree. Mira tries to wake Bran, but is unable uh, to pull him out of his vision. Um, Three-Eyed Raven had begun transferring the knowledge like we uh, uh, talked about. Um, they are currently in Winterfell. Uh, his father, a young boy, uh, about to leave for the Vale. Uh, so I guess uh, a nice memory for Bran to see. Uh, Mira wants Hodor to load Bran onto the cart, uh, but Hodor is scared and he just sits there. 
Um, outside, the children of the forest uh, throw their fireballs at the dead. Um, uh, there's a, a ring of uh, wood, I guess, uh, in front of the entrance that they light as well. Um, uh, the four White Walkers uh, pass through it very easily, but it stops uh, the Whites, and the Whites actually go around and try and find another entrance uh, up on the hill. Um, Mira uh, loads Bran onto the cart herself. Um, uh, back in Winterfell, Ned's father is seeing him off uh, with Hodor uh, watching with his mom at his side, uh, old man. Uh, Mira's still trying to wake Bran when the first white crawls into the cave. Uh, she cuts down the white uh, with her sword when a second falls down and is about to get Mira when Summer attacks it. Um, Leaf and the other children uh, reach where Mira is and defend them while Mira uh, tries to wake up Bran so they can use Hodor to uh, help defend themselves. Uh, the children of the forest start to die. Uh, being overrun by the whites. Mira yells at Bran, we're all going to die, uh, which Bran uh, faintly hears while he's in his vision. Um, he also sees his breath in the vision, so he knows something's up. Uh, Mira yells uh, that he needs to walk into Hodor, and in the vision, Bran looks at the young version of Hodor. Uh, the Three-Eyed Raven tells Bran, listen to your friend, Brandon. Uh, in the cave, Hodor's eyes flash white. Uh, he gets up and starts pulling Bran in his cart. Uh, the first uh, White Walker makes it to them. Uh, a child tries stabbing it with a dragonglass spear, but it doesn't pierce the armor. Uh, Mira then picks up a spear <clears throat> and throws it at the White Walker, stabbing it in the neck and killing it. Uh, Mira follows uh, Hodor with Leaf um, uh, behind, behind them. them, but Summer stays... Uh, to attack the whites. Um, he jumps toward them, uh, basically just slows them down, but he's quickly surrounded and killed. Oh, uh, the, man. Yeah. The Three-Eyed Raven is still wide-eyed when the Night King enters the room uh, to stand in front of him. Uh, in the vision, the Three-Eyed Raven tells Bran, the time has come to leave me. Uh, the Night King takes his ice axe, which is pretty badass, um, and cuts through the three-eyed raven. Um, in the vision, uh, he explodes into a black uh, particle dust uh, thing um, that gets carried off by the wind. So he's gone. He got Hodor, yeah. Uh, Hodor is running. I, I get that. Uh, Hodor <laughs> is running down a corridor uh, with the other um, getting chased by a wall of whites. Okay, so we still got the the main group. Uh, there's like a, a back entrance or exit. I guess they're trying to run uh, run towards. Um, Leaf stops running, uh, tells the others to keep running. She pulls her last fire grenade um, out. Um, she kind of uh, activates it. It starts to glow uh, when she is overtaken by the wall of uh, the dead and. Basically, she, as she's getting stabbed to death, um, it explodes, um, slowing them down so uh, Bran and the others have time to escape. Um, <clears throat> basically, they, they get to the entrance or the, to the exit. Um, the door is like frozen over. There's roots growing on both sides. 
a bunch of snow on the outside, so Hodor has to really uh, put his shoulder into it to, to get it to open. Um, once they do open it, uh, Hodor brings uh, Bran and his cart outside, you know, basically out in front. Uh, Mira comes out, <clears throat> and then uh, Hodor shuts the door. Um, you want to pick it up from here, Rodney? No, keep going. You're good. So he is holding it closed when Mira picks up Bran's cart. So she's outside and she starts to walk away from the door and she screams out, hold the door. Uh, in the vision, uh, Bran hears, hold the door and turns to the young Hodor who actually is looking at Bran in the vision. Uh, Mira continues to scream as she walks away, hold the door. <clears throat> when the young Hodor's eyes go white and he falls to the ground and he's having a seizure. Uh, back in the cold, Mira continues to scream, hold the door, as Wait more and more... What? Wait. Is this how we got the name Hodor? So as more and more of the whites uh, get to the door and start pounding and pounding, you know, he basically uh, starts <clears throat> holding strong, uh, keeping them from getting at Bran. Um, so young Hodor in the vision... He's on the ground shaking, uh, and then basically in the vision, you know, Bran and him can hear it, but nobody else can. So they hear Mira saying, hold the door, as she's screaming and running away. Um, <clears throat> Dan reaches Hodor, um, and Bran walks, in the vision, Bran walks towards him. Young Hodor screams out, hold the door. Back in the cold, Hodor uh, continues to hold strong. Young Hodor screams out, hold the door again, hold the door. And then Bran sees what's happening. He starts to cry, watching what's going on. <clears throat> this is young Bran. Hold the door. Hold the door. Hold the door. And then back in the cold, uh, Hodor holds strong with the young Hodor's voice echoing in his mind. The whites break the holes in the door, uh, first with an axe. Up on the... So basically, they're, they're starting to break through the wall. In the door, yeah, <clears throat> and uh, like I said, they, they've their hands are, are grabbing at him, uh, they actually start to scratch his face, um, but hold or hold strong. Um, with Mira and Bran uh, far enough away, um, Hodor can no longer see them. Uh, Hodor gets a determined look on his face and continues to hold strong. We go back to young Hodor in the vision, uh, he's shaking on the ground. And this is uh, what he says. Hold the door. 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 And then in the cold, the dead hands reach Hodor's face and continue to grapple at him. And then we go back to young Hodor. Hold door. Hold door. Hodor. 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 Hodor, Hodor. And then that's the end of the scene. And the episode. Whoa. Yeah. So, so this time loop is crazy. His seizure is related, that when he was a kid, is related to something that happened in the future. Yep. Huh. So remember with, like, the Three-Eyed Raven... You know, 
everything. It doesn't matter, past, present, future. He sees it all. You know what I mean? So it's is all he, interconnected. Is somehow. he holding a? Is he holding a picture of Michael J. Fox that's slowly disappearing? <laughs> 1985. So that's yeah, it. like Bran is staring at young Hodor, or. And realizing he's telling him to hold the door because he knows that the whites are after him. He's basically sent him down a path to his death from that moment on to now. So it's all happening at the same time. He has to talk to this kid to be Hodor to get the other Hodor to keep holding it. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. And that's why Bran's broken. He's like, oh, shit, man. I did this to him. He has no life now. He's just on a path to death. Well, like we, all, you know, we're all going to eventually die, but you're going to die doing this to save me. What is the worst possible phrase to be saying when you have a seizure <laughs> and it ends up being your name? Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would say maybe like um, I have a I have a bad itch on my ass, and that turns you into bitch ass. <laughs> <laughs> This is one of the episodes that people like freaked because Hodor became like a fan favorite. Um, people really liked him because he's just a nice guy, you know what I mean? He's just there to help. He's a simpleton, so people have that little compassion for him. But then realizing that, oh shit, they killed him and he died because he had to protect Bran through his whole life, you know? Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. What uh, what's coming? Um, I don't know. I mean, this brand thing is it's very up and down. It's like, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I just don't like what makes him so special. I guess would be my question. Um, yeah. but I guess maybe we'll find that out later on. Um, no, yeah, that's a that's a common uh, feeling to have. Definitely watching yeah. it. So, um, yeah, that was a. That was a crazy episode. What, uh, Daenerys? She's right. She's on her way back. Yeah, she's going to come back because she's not going to be happy with Tyrion. But I hope when she comes back, they just start heading toward Westeros because, yeah. or King's Landing, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. John and Sansa, right? That leads to Battle of the Bastards eventually. Yes, yeah. it it absolutely has to. So, you still and, think uh, they're gonna send Rickon's head? Yes. Yeah. Well, no, I guess not because they just left. Oh man, they're gonna kill Rickon in front of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it has to be now because they just left. They just left Castle Black, yeah. so it wouldn't make sense for him to like. I mean, it's not like they're gonna stay at a. Airbnb on the way right. <laughs> on the way to winter. <laughs> Do um, I have any messages? <laughs> um yeah, I thought we'd get a what's in the box moment with yeah. uh with John, but um I guess not. So they'll kill Rick on in front of him, like as the battle is starting. Um but to go back to what I was saying earlier, um guys John and Sansa aren't aren't gonna bang, are they? We will have right to wait. Yeah, who oh, knows? Man. Who knows? They're only Mr. and Mrs. Stark. Uh, Stark. Yeah. yeah. 
All right. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, this again, this was a uh, quarantine episode three. Um, we'll try and get these out a little more regularly now that we got our, uh, communication and scheduling, uh, a little more figured out. Um, I'm going to try again on some setup so we can play some sound, but, uh, if not, it'll be this. And I think that's just gonna have to do. So follow us on our Instagram and Twitter at OOTL Podcasts. And feel free to send us an email. Did we get any emails, Matt? Um, I haven't seen any come through since our quarantine started. Which uh, the Loop Troop doesn't have any excuses because I know you're all at home. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Anything prior to that? What was the last email we got, I guess? Mm uh there might be a couple we we can we can read them next week okay cool cool yeah so email us at ootlpod at gmail.com um this was one of those episodes that just pulls on the heartstrings you know yeah it was a very very moving one especially seeing the 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 creation uh as well as the demise of of hodor so it was best of both worlds i guess that's crazy yeah. Best of both worlds. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> well, we get closer to the one. Remember a while back, uh, we got an email asking, what episode did you want to talk to you yeah, about? Yeah, go over. Yeah. yeah. So the se- the last one from this season is the one I talked about. This is what? Episode five? Yes. Yeah, five. Okay. Cool. Cool. Ready? All right, everybody stay safe, and winter's coming.